Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date or the luxury package you got after a big promotion. How about the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer? While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions like navigation and moonroof, and watch as they bump up your value. High mileage? You already knew that was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True Car Cash Offer, not available in all areas. This is No Excuses with John Taffer. I'm John Taffer, best-selling author, bar rescue guru, and soon your new best friend. I've got a lot of for us to talk about, so stop making excuses and let's get started because this gets real right now. All the way from the studios at Podcast One, here's John Taffer. All right, here we go. Episode 49. I'm John Taffer. This is my No Excuses podcast, and it is... May 28th, and I'm pretty damn excited because Sunday, Marriage Rescue premieres. And this is one of my favorite episodes ever of my No Excuses podcast, and I'll tell you all why. My most requested guest ever is on this week's podcast. Not only is she my most requested guest ever, she's also my best friend. She's also my first ever recon spy on Bar Rescue ever. So today, in celebration of Marriage Rescue, I thought I would have my own wife and my buddy and my recon expert, Nicole Taffer, here. So Nicole is going to be my guest today. But before we get going, I want to make sure that everybody hits subscribe at Apple Podcast or goes to podcastone.com or the Podcast One app so you'll get your new episodes automatically every single Tuesday. So I must say, this week was one of my most exciting weeks of my entire life. My daughter, Samantha, had my first ever grandson, Rhett. And he's a beautiful little boy, so tiny I couldn't get over it. So I took a little video of him in my arms, and I took a couple of pictures, which I'm going to post in a couple of minutes. But I, John Taffer, as of yesterday, am a grandfather. And I got to tell you, it was much cooler and much more emotional than I ever thought it would be. And I only have one daughter, Samantha, who a lot of you have seen on Bar Rescue. And that was pretty emotional, having a daughter. But I got to tell you, looking in the eyes of your very first grandson is pretty, pretty freaking amazing. So it was a great week for me. And, of course, Marriage Rescue premieres Sunday. And I've never been more excited about a television show ever. And you know, and it's interesting. When I started Bar Rescue and the show premiered, which is now almost 10 years ago, was pretty exciting. I would have never have thought that my second show would be more exciting than my first. But that's how much I love Marriage Rescue. That's how much I love relationships and understanding the human dynamic. And I learned so much making a a Marriage Rescue. I learned that business is relationships and that relationships are business. And I learned that if you have a relationship with a wife or a business partner, the characteristics and blocks of a successful relationship is exactly the same. 
If you have a spouse, they have to be significant to you. If you have a partner, they need to be significant to you. If you have a spouse, you've got to be able to communicate and connect. If you have a partner, you've got to communicate and connect. If you have a spouse, you've got to believe in your future, your continuity. If you have a partner, you've got to believe in your future and your continuity. So my experience of 178 bar rescues in a business environment, dealing with marriages and brothers and sisters, and now taking what I've learned and just focusing on relationships without the business element, boy, I've learned so much. And one of the big things that I ever learned was that most marriages fail because of money, business things. So that's really shocking, and I'm excited to have Nicole here this week because we're going to talk about a bunch of that stuff. So, all right, let's see what our Congress and our federal government has done for us this week with our national days. So, today's National Cellophane Tape Day, National Grape Popsicle Day. Isn't it interesting that grape popsicles got a day, but cherry popsicles apparently have no day? And, of course, Memorial Day is last Monday in May, and, of course, let's all take a moment and think about uh, uh, those who gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we could enjoy the lives that we enjoy today. I think it's a very important thought that we all have to ground us in the reality of what a fight it was to get where we are today as a country. Well, we also have National Brisket Day this week, National Hamburger Day. So if I have a brisket hamburger, <laughs> I got a double whammy here. I nailed two days in one. National Paperclip Day, National Senior Health Day. Moving down, I'm going to just grab a few good ones. National Creativity Day is this week. National Water a Flower Day. <laughs> National Mint Julep Day. They should have had that when the Kentucky Derby was going on. And, of course, uh, uh, Anonymous Vehicle Day. So that must be new because there were anonymous vehicles years ago. National Speak in Sentences Day. Well, why would I not speak in sentences? It's interesting that they would have a day for something as stupid as that. National Macaroon Day. I know my wife would love that one. That calls him Macaroon Nut. National Utah Day. National Smile Day. National Olive Day. <laughs> National Heimlich Maneuver Day. <laughs> National Go Foot Barefoot Day. National Polish Day. National Say Something Nice Day. All right, I'm going to try to do that on Bar Rescue this week. I haven't done that in a while. I said something nice to a bar owner. National Pen Pal Day. National Hazelnut Day, Black Bear Day, Bubbly Day, Prairie Day, National Trails Day. And now we're heading up the rear here with National Rotisserie Chicken Day, National Rocky Road Day, National Bubba Day, National Leave the Office Early Day, and National Cancer Survivors Day. Well, that is the work that our federal government did to make sure that our days were filled with great thought and and ridiculous things to think about like grape popsicles. Hey, John, can't forget about Marriage Rescue Day. Oh, and <laughs> perfect, Corey. So Sunday, it starts at 10 p.m. because most days start in the morning, but this one starts at 10 p.m. is National Marriage Rescue Day. And I am <laughs> so excited because Nicole and I tomorrow are shooting all day long a bunch of what we call interstitials. And what the network has done is we've compiled a collection of Bar Rescue episodes, which will be a marathon on the day Marriage Rescue premieres on June 2nd. And the Bar Rescue episodes are all about relationships. And between each episode, Nicole and I are going to talk about the owners and relationships. So it'll be a whole Bar Rescue marathon about relationships culminating with the premiere of Marriage Rescue, the new show. I'm pretty Damn excited about that. And then later in June, Taffer Mixologist comes out in Walmart stores nationally. And we'll tell you about that when we get closer to June 22nd. But right now, 
it is time for me to talk about business. You know, I'm a small business advocate. I love small business. I fight for small business. And at the Hartford, they understand that there's nothing small in small business. As a small business owner, you're busy. You have a ton of big decisions to make every day. And the last thing you want to do is worry about your small business insurance. With coverage from the Hartford, you just don't have to. With over 200 years of experience and over 1 million customers, they are specialists in small business. From workman's compensation to professional liability, commercial auto, and more, the Hartford offers a wide range of small business insurance products. You can keep focused on what you love, knowing that they're behind you every step of the way. Learn more at thehartford.com slash smallbusiness. Be right back in a minute with Nicole Taffer. Don't shut down this podcast yet. No Excuses with John Taffer continues next. Want to talk to John? Email him now at podcast at johntaffer.com. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. You can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand all for free. There's no credit card needed and there's no sign up. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again. Pluto TV is free on all of your favorite devices. So download Pluto TV today. Taffer's back. This is No Excuses with John Taffer. Well, if there's anything I've learned about business is business is driven by relationships. And, you know, I have the opportunity to be married to my best friend. And being married to your best friend keeps it fun. You know, it keeps us smiling. And when marriages are fun, and Nicole and I always say that, you know, when we laugh together, we stay together. And having fun is such a key element to a marriage. So by popular demand, the most requested ever guest on Bar Rescue is here. And I'm going to applaud my beautiful wife, Nicole. Hi, honey. Hi. How you doing? Good. So... You got to go to Puerto Rico with me. I did. And watch me do Marriage Rescue. I did. You've been married to me 20 years. And I've never asked you this question. What did you think of the idea of me doing Marriage Rescue before I did it, when you first heard it? I thought it was a great idea. Did you think I could do it? I did think you could do it because of all the relationships, not just marriage, but friendships, business partnerships, and everything that you achieved on Bar Rescue. (laughs) You know, we've been married 20 years this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And we met at, at a Super Bowl 20-some-odd tw- uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've traveled about 40 weeks a year. We're together about half the time. Mm-hmm. Why do you think our marriage is successful? I, because we want it to be, I suppose. Our marriage is successful because we get along. We see eye-to-eye on most things. We have common values. We uh, respect each other. We trust each other. And I think that's more important than anything. Do you think you're easy to get along with? No. How come you get along with me? Because you're not easy either. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it sort of because you want to? It is because I want to. You know, so that's really interesting. So if, if I didn't love Nicole, I would never put up with the things that you do. And you feel exactly the same way, don't you? Exactly. So, so much of a marriage is just purely because you want to be married. That in essence, you, you really want to be together because the time you spend together uh, is enjoyable. It is. You know, I'll never forget one of the first couples, and they're one of the couples in the premiere episode Sunday night, when the wife looked at the husband and says, I don't want to come home to you. That was terrible. You're a bummer. So imagine being married to someone you don't want to come home at night. That would suck. 
It really does. And, you know, I learned so much reading and watching videos and preparing myself for marriage rescue that I learned that there are really six elements to a great marriage. And the first is significance. And if both parties don't feel significant to each other, there's a major, major problem. I can see that. We're significant to each other. We are. And even when I'm thousands of miles away, that significance always remains. Mm -hmm. The next element of a really successful relationship or marriage is connection and intimacy. And obviously, without connection and intimacy, you know, there's no real closeness that happens. Right. You just become roommates at that point without intimacy or closeness. That's right. And, and, or business partners or right. just partners in life. But right. that, that closeness doesn't exist. And then the next one is continuity, which is if we don't believe in our future, why the hell try? Right. You have to have the same values and vision. We do. So if we're confident that we're going to make it together, that confidence gives us the drive to fight to make it together. Right. And to make the compromises mm -hmm. that make us successful. Exactly. The next one is then contribution. We both have to contribute to the relationship. Uh, and that isn't money. That's, you know, we both have right. to contribute time and effort and sacrifice. And, mm -hmm. and if I wasn't cont contributing and you weren't contributing, you know, re resentment would build up. Absolutely. And we fall apart pretty darn quickly. That's right. Next one is growth is number five. And growth, you know, if we don't grow together then one of us is going to grow and leave the other behind. That's right. So growth is critical to a marriage, especially when you're together year after year after year. You better well grow. Exactly. But that's where contribution and all those other things come into play because you're not going to grow together if you're not contributing and having same values and visions. Very good point. Mm -hmm. And with those values and visions and the continuity and the Absolutely. working forward, then you grow They all together. tie together. Yeah, they sure do. And then the last one is variety. And I don't mean sexual variety and cheating. Variety means you got to go out. You got to have fun. You got to do things. Right. Experience things together. And have excitement. In order to grow and have continuity and all the other things that Absolutely. you mentioned. I remember when I took you to Coney Island and I put you on a cyclone. I'll never forgive you for Which that. Which was one of, the, <laughs> one of the roughest roller coasters in the country. And I put you on that, and you were ready to kill me. I was. But, Nicole, that was an example of variety. <laughs> that was an example That's your of view. <laughs> Boy, did I get in trouble that day. But you know what's fascinating? But I'm glad I did it. I'm still glad I did it. And, it, and, and, and it's something we still talk about. So it's, it's a great memory. It is a great It's memory. a good thing we did it. Now, those of you that haven't ridden on the cyclone in Coney Island yet, something else was built. <laughs> the Wonder Wheel was I believe worse. in 1936 for the New York State World's Fair, and there was no rougher roller coaster in the world. You don't ride this thing. It throws you all over the car. You know what's fascinating about marriage rescue is the fact that when I studied the, the, the six significant planks or elements of a great marriage, the exact same thing holds true with a great business partnership. Each partner must be significant to each other. They have to be able to connect. No intimacy, but they have to be able to connect and communicate. Right. They have to have continuity. They have to believe they're going to be successful together or they have nothing to fight for. They have to both contribute to the partnership or it's Absolutely. not going to work. They both have to grow together as a partnership, right. learn more and grow their business. Right. One can't want to keep the business small and the other one want to grow it big. It's just not going to work out. And they have to have some variety. They have to introduce new programs, new marketing, right. new things to keep their brand vibrant. Right. So the fact of the matter is that there's not very much difference between the planks of a great relationship, whether it's a business relationship or a marriage mm -hmm. or, or, or intimate even, relationship. Even a friendship, a best friendship. I mean, if you're not willing to grow together and do do things together and, and have fun as friends, I could see that falling apart as well. Sometimes one friend outgrows another friend and, and things start to, to crumble. Well, you know, there's times that we're friends. Mm -hmm. There's times that we're lovers. Mm -hmm. 
And there's times that we're even competitors. Mm-hmm. Like when I kicked your ass on a go-kart track oh, you a few wish. weeks ago. <laughs> that was why we were competitors. Okay, so being a participant in a successful 20-year marriage, I thought it'd be fun, Nicole, if we looked up some of the statistics about marriage and what's going on in the country with regard to marriage. So here are some interesting facts about love and marriage, and I'm going to give you the male perspective. Nicole's going to give you the female perspective. So... What do you think, Nicole, would be the number one reason people get married? I'm going to give you a choice. Love, making a lifelong commitment, companionship, having children, a religious reason, financial stability, or for legal rights and benefits like immigration. What do you think is the number one reason people get married? Number one reason, love. It is. And that's interesting because both men and women sort of granted that the same rating as number one. And I found this number fascinating. 88% of people uh, uh, get married because of love. About 81% of people get married because they feel it's a lifelong commitment. They Mm -hmm. like the premise that, you know, you're going to be committed to me and we'll stay together and I can count on you being there. And that almost means more to those people than love does. Wow. Is that commitment of the future companionship that almost sounds like an older type of a person who's seeking right. more companionship after the years of intimacy are sort of gone but that's a big number 76% of people who get married list their first reason is companionship which hmm. is fascinating 49% get married to have children 30% a relationship recognized in a religious ceremony 28% for financial stability and 23% for legal rights or benefits like immigration hmm. or tax benefits and such. And then other thing that was interesting is about 9 in 10 Americans cited love as a very important reason to get married ahead of making a lifelong commitment. Well, that's but good. I think it's good, too. But here's what's fascinating to me is the number of Americans living as unmarried partners is up 29% since just 2007. Wow. So in, in 12 years, a, a cohabiting, married partners living together, about 18 million people, up 29%. Wow, that's a big number. And half of them are younger than 35. Wow, so they're choosing not to get married. Yeah, and to live together for a longer period of time. And you wonder if that's due to financial issues. Because remember, for the past, uh, other than the past year, year and a half, we have been in somewhat of an economic decline. Mm -hmm. And and I know that there's a lot of people that have had student debt and a number of issues and things that have prohibited them from getting married. But it's fascinating that the numbers have gone up by 29% and that they're all under 35 So it's fascinating. Here's another interesting one. I found this very funny. Remarriage is more common among men than women. So Hmm. when divorced or widowed, 64% of men got married a second time, whereas 52% of women got married a second time. That's interesting. And in a Pew Research Center survey, (laughs) uh, uh, far more men then women were interested in remarrying. Among previously married women, only 54% said, I'm sorry, out of previously married women, 54% said that they did not want to marry again. Wow. Whereas only 30% of men said they would not marry again. Now, mm-hmm. I always felt that women lived longer because they're not married to men. <laughs> so, because I've always felt from the male perspective 
that the frustration of being married to a female can take you down a lot earlier. Oh, stop but it. Based upon I this. I think the convenience of being married to a woman will make you live longer. <laughs> I think that's why they want to get remarried. Well, that's what's fascinating. So if you look at this statistic, it's 50% of women, 54% of women that are saying, screw this. That's I ain't right. doing this again. <laughs> but yet 30% of men are saying, uh, uh, I'm not going to do it again. Let's reverse it. You know how many fewer loads of laundry that is to do? That's true. <laughs> Let's reverse it. 46% of women said that they would marry again. 70% of men say we'd marry again. So hmm. I don't know. It would seem to me, based upon that statistic, that maybe you guys are getting the short end of this stick. Not me. What do you think? I don't know. My marriage is pretty good. So I don't know what those women are thinking. Neither do I. But I'll tell you what. When you think about the fact that almost 50% of people who have gotten divorced do remarry is in a general rule. Mm -hmm. And a large percentage of people that get divorced remarry the same partner. Oh, that's interesting. Which is fascinating. So it's interesting. When they got married, they said, I screwed Mm -hmm. up. And then when they got divorced, they said, I screwed up even more. Well, there is a huge percentage of people that uh, about five years after they divorce regret the divorce. Yeah, I could understand that. They get Mm -hmm. lonely. They made a mistake. And suddenly they want to uh, 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 be married again. Or They they realize it wasn't so bad. But yet it was bad enough for them to get divorced in the first place. Regret Mm -hmm. is a powerful thing, isn't it? Sure is. All right, let's have some fun, Nicole. You ready? This is what I'm going to call the shotgun round. Okay. Online, I ask people to just fire out questions that they wanted to ask you. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this one because it's incredibly uncomfortable. Okay. And let's see Thank how you, you do. <laughs> so here we go. This is from Pregnant Tree at Twitter. How do you find your partner's love language? What are signs you have found in your partner's love languages? Love language? What the fuck is the love fuck language? Is love language? So is that when I like raise one eyebrow at you maybe? I, I guess so. Is that when you let your hair down? I, I guess so. So, okay, I'm not sure that there is a love language. But, you know, we've been married so long and are so open with each other that if either of us wants a little love, we, we just tell each other. That's right. And ask and we tend to get it. So Just take off my bra and we're right. I'm just and, yes, and, and <laughs> I'm in business after that. All righty. So next one, Nicole. Good answer on that one. I love that one. <laughs> Do both of you travel together for Bar Rescue? Yes. About 50, 60% of the time we travel we together. Try great. to be together as often as we can. We do. And it, it's great to be able to do that. And, and Nicole is with me uh, and on set uh, when we're shooting, probably about half the time, mm-hmm. uh, which is great because mm-hmm. uh, um, I travel so much, about 40 weeks a year, that being away that long does have an impact on us. It does. And when we're away that long and, and you know, what happens is I can shoot late. Sometimes with the time difference that, that, that it's too late to call Nicole because she's asleep. So sometimes we don't get to have long conversations for days and we can you start. Do, you're, to, t- you're too tired to talk about anything at the end of the night, and, which I can understand. But we still don't get to have those uh, conversations that we would normally have every night or every morning. So we drift apart. And, and that's what happens. So, so, so being together 50, 60% of the time is really important to keep mm-hmm. us on sync. But also, when we're not together, it's, it's uh, uh, great to stay connected through phone and other ways. We even text each other 100 times a day. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Nicole, would you ever or have you ever had to do any bar rescue recon solo without John? If so, could you be as badass as him? <laughs> and this is from at Grasshopper. <laughs> well, actually, all of my recons, I've gone in by myself. 
uh, before people recognized me. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I probably could, but I like to save the fun for John. But you've had some fun. I sent Nicole I have had in. some fun. Uh, well, some of my most fun is to send Nicole in and have her order the entire menu. That's fun. So she sits down at the table, <laughs> orders one of everything. You know, in the early days of Bar Rescue, nobody knew who Nicole or I was. Mm-hmm. So it was very easy to do recon. I could have almost done my own recon because we weren't on TV. Right. Yet, so nobody knew who the hell I was. So we could send Nicole in. So Nicole did the first season and the first few episodes of the second season right. of Bar Rescue. And people always wondered, why is Nicole not in the show anymore? Here's why. She got recognized. Right. I can't be a spy if they know who I am. And there was one Bar Rescue episode where Nicole put had brown hair mm-hmm. so you dyed your hair a different color and we figured okay let's see if, what happens and you walked in and they still recognized in you a in second. a second <laughs> so so because nicole got recognized i couldn't use her for secret recons anymore so then what we started doing is i started using her for purposeful recons sending her in as mrs taffer so the bar owner would freak out from the stress of knowing that it's nicole and then having her order the whole menu is a double whammy yeah. then they'd freak out right <laughs> So uh, uh, could Nicole be as bad as me? Yes, she could. Absolutely. (laughs) Believe me, I've seen it at home. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Nicole, and this is, this is again, a little uncomfortable, but here we go. Okay. And this is from the freelance at Twitter. Nicole, what is the maddest you've ever seen, John? Oh boy. On camera or off camera? Just, or just the maddest I've ever seen you. Oh boy. The maddest I've ever seen. Tough, huh? Well, with the show, it's kind of hard. I see him mad all the time. <laughs> Which owner do you think I was maddest at? Is there an owner that comes to mind? Oh, yeah. The guy from uh, uh, the the baseball player. Oh, Canyon Inn. Canyon Inn. Oh, Paulie. Paulie. Yeah. The soup can guy. Soup can guy. Yeah. One of my favorite bar rescue moments ever was that was the Canyon Inn. I-N-N. I-N-N. Yeah. And I said to him in the episode a few times, you can't name it the Canyon Inn. People think it's a hotel. Right. Right. They're going to call you for rooms and stuff. He goes, no, 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 no. That won't happen. Well, after the bar rescue <laughs> episode aired, he sent me a, a direct email. Right. Really upset because hundreds of people have been calling him all right. day long. Can I book a room? Him, yes, can, can I, I book a room? <laughs> so I think it was the we bar rescue fad stepping up yeah. yet. <laughs> anyway, uh, Paulie really That's what they me. get when they don't take your advice. Paulie was the one who had to sign by his draft beer system save the foam save the foam i remember that okay here's a tough one to call on and and you know uh, i'd be curious to know your answer to this one and this is from uh, um arwig 36 on twitter what's the best advice nicole to give someone who's in a long distance relationship especially when the two have hectic work schedules well, that sounds a lot like us. And what we try to do is Skype a lot, text a lot, talk whenever we can, and obviously try to see each other as often as we can, whether you be coming home for a day or me getting out there as often as I can. And that's really all you can do. Just you know, keep the lines of communication open so that there aren't any uh, misunderstandings about or, or things that happen that you don't know what's happening with my day and things that happen in your day. We just have to keep the lines of communication open so we can uh, talk and not feel disconnected. Yeah, I think that's really the trick. The trick is to really talk, take the time and the discipline to stay involved in each other's lives. The minute you're Mm -hmm. not involved in each other's lives, then, you know, you step out of the relationship. And here's the key thing to remember in a relationship. Almost everything that happens in a relationship is caused 
It's an effect. So, for example, if you don't talk with your partner or your boyfriend or your girlfriend when you have a long-distance relationship, if you don't talk enough to give each other gratification and support and significance, then you're going to go outside of that relationship and get it someplace else. And once you go getting it someplace else, that's when a relationship falls apart. People who cheat in a marriage and a relationship, cheating is a consequence because you don't cheat when you're getting everything you need in the marriage. You only cheat when you have to step out of the marriage to get it. So the trick to a long distance relationship is to stay involved and keep you both in the marriage or in the relationship so you don't have to step out of it. That's right. All right, next one's an easy one, Nicole. What's your favorite Bar Rescue episode? I've never asked you this before. We've done 178 now. Well, I actually have a lot of favorite episodes because there are so many uh, that are, it's just, it's just such a good show. But the one that comes to mind most is Big Mike's. I really loved Big Mike's. I got to work a little bit on that show when we were remodeling it and helping out. But they're such a, a nice family that just experienced such a horrible uh, tragedy with losing their business and their home and being separated from their kids while they were recovering from the, from that event. And uh, they were just so grateful and just such nice people that that really is is my favorite episode. Being there and seeing the devastation that they that they incurred and then how we helped them recover from that was really just so heartwarming and and will probably be a special place in my heart for that family and, and that that place forever. Yeah, I think I completely agree with you. There was something very special about Big Mike's. Completely. When they were living in that little trailer with, with their children, yeah. staying with somebody else. Yeah. But, you know, I have my big three, and my big three, you know, wouldn't surprise you, Nicole, would be Big Mike's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tuberty Brothers with Bungalow Bar, which yeah. is another hurricane disaster. Yep. And then, of course, Operation Puerto Rico is very, very dear to my heart. Yes. And, and Janet and Victor, by the way. Love them. And I shouldn't tell you this, so I'm going to whisper it. <laughs> Janet and Victor are going to make a quick appearance in a marriage rescue episode. <gasps> Shh, don't tell anybody, but that's coming up. And and I'm really excited about having them. All right, you ready, Nicole? Next one. And this is from Stephen Snyder. Stephen Carr, 86, a Twitter. Do you ever get food poisoning during recon? Yes. (laughs) I don't even remember. Did you puke? Well, I don't want to get into the details, but yeah, I I threw up. um, I almost threw up. I had a few other things going on gastrointestinally. And, and yeah, I got I got pretty sick a couple of times. And we didn't always get it on camera because sometimes food poisoning sets in the next day. Right. So, uh, yeah, I've had some pretty horrific experiences being should, part of your show, honestly. Next time when you're puking in a hotel room after an episode. Get it on camera? Yeah, pull out your oh iPhone wait, okay. so you can get some footage out of the dog. When, when Phil Wills puked. In yeah, that he, bar. That was great content. That was great content. Actually, we've had two people puke on Bar Rescue. I just told you one of them was Phil Wills, mm-hmm. and that was in the golf episode. When he drank the beer. That when he drank beer that so really nasty. old. And somebody else puked in one other Bar Rescue episode. Do you know what it is, Nicole? Yes. Which it one? was uh, the the Cajun guy. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> the Cajun chef, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a Cajun chef in, in New Orleans in, in Bourbon Street who puked from the gumbo, the gumbo? The seafood, yes. and he ran right in the kitchen and started puking. He and completely horked. Oh, yeah, so he, gross. Yeah, he went down. He yeah. hurled pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Here's another really uncomfortable one for you, Nicole. What is something that John does that annoys you? You know, that's hard to say. You don't really annoy me. Ever. No, not really. When I eat beans, I annoy I'm you. I'm a really... 
<laughs> that's different. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a pretty easily annoyed person. Yes, you are. And, and if and if you annoyed me with anything consistently, I'm not sure this marriage would last. So the answer is nothing really. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about that, but I, I, I'm going to take that because that's the answer that I really wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Here's a bit of a political question that isn't really very political. And this is from Sordo AZ, okay. at Sordo AZ. What do you think about real Donald Trump and his wife on why they don't show signs of love effects? Uh, I've never seen them hold hands in public. I have. Have you? I have. I have. And I think that it's just uh, a matter of formality, professionalism. And I think that be, not being non-politicians stepping into such a platform, I think maybe they were a little overly cautious of how they behaved in front of people. That could be why. I'll tell you, you know, I think I have a reason why. And, and that is I, as a man, own a bunch of businesses. I am very uh, um, involved husband in that I like my wife to come with me. So very often when I go to business meetings or on set or network meetings or media meetings, I'm the only guy who's got my wife in the room. Right. And, uh, you know, to some people it's weird. To me it's really cool because I involve Nicole in everything. Right. And, you know, when when uh, um, I involve Nicole in everything, uh, uh, people see that, that there's a certain openness to our relationship that causes Nicole to have relationships with all the people that I do. And earlier we were talking about, you know, what happens with a long-distance relationship. Well, the greatest thing that you can do is involve your wife in what you do. And uh, um, by involving her in everything, even when you're not there, you know who I'm with. Right. You can picture the room I'm in. Right. The people I'm talking to, mm-hmm. what we're doing. So the trick is to keep you involved, and uh, uh, particularly in a long-distance relationship, we've been able to do that. You know, when as a business owner, because I take Nicole with me everywhere, I'm very formal in business. You wouldn't right. know that watching Bar Rescue sometimes when I lose it. But I don't mix personal and business. I right. tend not to socialize with employees. Mm-hmm. And I tend not to work with people who I have personal relationships with. So when I'm with Nicole in a business environment, I generally won't hold her hand. Right. Because that's bringing my personal life into a business environment. Mm-hmm. So Nicole and I sometimes get into a business mode when we're together where we don't hold each other's hands. Right. And we're very businesslike and professional. Mm-hmm. And then we might walk out of that business meeting on the street and then immediately start to hold hands. Right. Because then we're in a personal situation. I think I understand that. And Donald Trump is similar. He's very a business much. person whose mm-hmm. family is involved in his business. So he's all business when he's in business mode. There's no hold, hand holding. There's right. no hugging in business mode. And then when he's in a personal mode, of course, that's when all those things settle in. So that makes sense to me. And I can understand that. Do you agree? I totally agree. And we do that. We've always been like that. Yep. And we just sort of do it automatically. There's a place for everything. And a a business meeting isn't a place to hold hands or so if we should bring that into into the meeting. It doesn't it doesn't work. I agree. And it's uncomfortable happens, for everybody. It is. And then we're holding hands in the meeting today, but we're not holding the hands in the meeting tomorrow. Right. Now everybody's wondering what happened today right. that they're not, they holding not holding it. Right. Exactly. And now everything that should be all business becomes personal too. Right. So you know what? I say hats off to them for keeping professional, right. professional, and personal, personal. I agree. All right. Here's a quick one. Bone in or boneless? <laughs> are you a boneless wing or a bone in girl? Which are you? I got to have the bone. 
See, by the look on your face, you thought I was talking about something totally different than chicken wings. I know what you're talking about. I hope, I hope our buddy Jenny McCarthy is listening to this right now because this would be a Jenny McCarthy moment. It would be a Jenny McCarthy moment. Bone-in or boneless. And knowing my wife, she would go for bone-in except for chicken wings where she would go boneless. All right. The last question of the day, Nicole. You ready? Yes. How clean is your kitchen? Very. Did you clean it? I did. Oh. <laughs> I have a housekeeper, but I, I clean my kitchen. Sometimes I clean it after her. Yeah, I must say, <laughs> my house is really clean. Nicole is, is extremely organized. So our house is really, really clean. You know, people say all the time when they post online that, you know, uh, um, you're a great couple and we love you as a couple. And you know, I want to say on behalf of Nicole and I, you know, the fact that, that, that people think of us as a couple is really rewarding to both of us. It is. And it's, it's exciting that, that my wife can be part of all of this success that you all have given to us. Mm-hmm. So to have Nicole on our podcast is really an awful lot of fun. And uh, uh, it was fun asking us some of these questions, but there's one last one. Do we have any butt funnels in our house? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think we have any butt funnels. We do not have house. a butt funnel in our house. <laughs> Maybe I should put a drink rail around our bed so we can butt funnel on our way to bed every well, night. Well, actually, on the way in from the, uh, from the living room into the kitchen, it's. Gets Maybe we should narrow. tighten that up a little bit. Yeah, we <laughs> have a little butt funnel. Would you renew your vows to me right now? I would. You would? Uh, tell me a secret that I don't know about you. I don't think we have any secrets. Oh, come on. Give me one. I just bought a new handbag. <laughs> just wanna... Oh, my God. So... <laughs> but you would have seen it. I mean, it's not like it, it would have been too much of a secret. So a the price hand... might be. But... Second one this week? As a matter of fact, it is. <laughs> so, so Nicole collects and loves handbags. And we're not talking cheap shit here. We're talking like very, very nice. I did get one French on, on sale. It was... So $500 off. Can you imagine what it cost retail? <laughs> Here's the thing. You know, when, when a guy like me works my ass off to make good money, and I'm blessed to be able to make good money, nothing brings me more pleasure than to watch Nicole spend it. And I really mean that. And it's one of the best things about success is being able to share it with your loved ones. And, you know, my grandson is born. Nicole and I was so quick to buy the bedroom set for him or whatever we can. There's nothing greater than sharing your success with others. And remember, there's no charity without success. There's no business uh, success. There's no charity. Right? Without business success, marriages are threatened. Without business success, relationships are threatened. Our stability, our future is threatened. Everything really is derived from the success that comes from stability. You have the money to give charities and support things that are important to you, to support the loved ones that are important to you. It all comes down to success. And success all comes down to the way you manage your relationships. Mm-hmm. Nicole and I are successful because we've managed our relationship together with a real commitment. So I just want to reiterate and share these with you. Whether it's your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your better half, as they say, your husband, your wife, or your business partner, keep each other significant. Maintain a connection with intimacy. If it's a business partner, a connection and communication. Remember, continuity is important. You've got to believe in your future. You both have to contribute to the relationship or the business. You have to grow together or somebody gets left behind. And you have to have some variety in your life or it gets pretty damn boring, doesn't it? It does. All right, honey. Tell everybody we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Don't shut down this podcast yet. No Excuses with John Taffer continues next. 
Boy, if you're into eSports, you're going to love the GG Podcast with Rick Fox, Jace Hall, and Todd Roy on Podcast One. Log in to see the world behind the eSports you love and find out what good game really means from a trio who's taken the business by storm, including the 3X NBA champion team, Echo Fox. Download new episodes of the GG Podcast every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Shut it down! All right, John. New week and new callers. Let's shut it down. This is Glenn from Henderson, Nevada. Hey, Glenn. How you doing, man? I'm good, John. How about yourself? Good. You Vegas boy, huh? I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been here about uh, about fourteen and a half years. Oh, longer than me. I've Where's only been here about. Up? I've only been here about seven. What do you want to talk about today? Uh, I'm just curious. You know, um, we watch the show a lot. All the different shows. I'm just curious about whether or not. With the different conglomerates out here, if you think a mom-and-pop-style bar can actually be successful out here. You know, I think it can, and I think they're special, you know, and I know you talked about some of the chains that are in this market, and there's a lot of chains, regional chains around the country. You know, here we have things like PTs and Dotties, and, you know, they're almost like neighborhood bars, right? But but they're chains. And because there's chains, employees, you know, come and go. There's an inconsistency in product sometime, and candidly, some of them are just not very well run. So I personally right. think there's a great opportunity for local bars here in Vegas. As a matter of fact, I think the market's sort of screaming for it a little bit. And there's a mm-hmm. bunch that I are pretty agree. damn successful. And, you know, we are hospitality professionals in Las Vegas, 600,000 hospitality professionals. We yeah. know a good bar. We know a good restaurant. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's something, you know, we all work for these big hotels here in Las Vegas and these big chains and all these huge corporations. It's nice to go into an independent, you know, kind of local neighborhood bar, too. And I think there's a big opportunity for it here. Agreed. So you going to open one? I wish. You I'd wish? Love to. Yep. Well, <laughs> you never. It can be pretty easy, buddy. Call a broker. You'd be surprised. It can be a lot easier to buy a bar than you think. You know what? That's funny. I've talked to friends about it. I, I know a spot. I'd love to open it, but it just need about ten, about ten to fifteen million dollars. Yep. Well, I got to tell you, the, you, the spot, the spot is just on the you know, you know, a very, a very busy, a very busy spot. And I think, especially with the the, the the opening next year, the football uh, stadium, I think it's this, 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 the spot's prime. I think it would almost like print money. Well, go for it, buddy. Don't take no for an answer. Right. I appreciate your uh, input. Great. Take care, Glenn. Thank you. All right, John, this is Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing great. What do you want to talk about today? Um, Actually, I just had a kind of... And fun question. How do you and um, your wife, Nicole, keep things exciting and new after being married for as long as you have? Wow, that's like actually a great question. You know, uh, 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 sometimes we're not so good at it. You know, work is tough. I travel about 40 weeks a year, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. So work can sort of take over, which becomes a grind. But, you know, it's important that we break away and uh, uh, even just for a few hours. So even just going out to a new restaurant, you know, just going out for a few hours to do something, taking a drive together. Now we're working on planning vacations next year, which is a new thing mm-hmm. for us. Because typically I'm not one for planning vacations as much as planning work. But it, you're right. It's it's a challenge to keep it fresh. The important thing is I think that, that each of us as individuals do things that are exciting. And, and we don't always involve our spouse as much as we can. So, you know, what's exciting to her has to be exciting to you. And what's exciting to him has to be exciting to you. So, so I think a lot of it is just understanding that, that life is exciting. It's us who gets boring. True. That's can be true. <laughs> so, so uh, find simple things. 
that can be fun for you guys to do. Don't go out to just dinner. Go out to a place that's sort of fun. You know, we went out to a Korean barbecue place last night because it's fun at the table, right? You cook at the table, et cetera. You know, we'll go out mm. to restaurants that are interactive, that are fun, places that are fun, even just walking around together. So there's a lot of fun around you that can be simple if, if you that's really true. work, if you work at finding it. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. How long have you been married, Tammy? Um, actually, I've been together with my boyfriend now for a couple of years. Ah, well, you'll find, you know, you'll as you get together longer, you'll find that you're actually going to slip into grooves and you'll really start to really know what each of you likes to do and when you like to do it. And you'll find natural opportunities, you know, for fun and excitement as you go along. And, and, oh. uh, and even if you have boring spats, you'll see something will come around the corner that, that'll <laughs> energize you guys again. Oh, yes. <laughs> Anyway, take care. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Listen, I'd really love it if you'd be on the show. You can challenge me, argue with me, disagree with me, agree with me, whatever you like. But the more challenging, the better. Just send an email to podcast at johntaffer.com, podcast at johntaffer.com. Corey will open those emails. He'll set it up with you. And then you and I will talk on a podcast and we'll have some fun. And by the way, while you're at it, don't forget to hit subscribe at Apple Podcasts or go to podcast.com or the Podcast One app and you'll get your new episodes every Tuesday. Want to talk to John? Email him now at podcast at johntaffer.com. Well, in celebration of the launch of Marriage Rescue this Sunday, it was great to have Nicole on my guest and to focus on relationships. You know, if we make relationships better, we make our lives better. Whether they're business relationships, family relationships, friend relationships, other types of social or associate relationships, winning relationships always create winning lives. So think about your relationships. Think about what we talked about today, significance, continuity. Looking forward, growth, contribution, connection. Think about these things and think about what you could do to make your relationships better. Again, when your relationships are great, your life is going to be great. It's worth the effort. I'll talk to you all next week. Take care.